Welcome back, Spokane, to another episode of Everreal Talks. I am Jessica Side. And I'm Matt Side. And I have a featured home of the day. Wow, we're going to go straight. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Stop. Okay. Fall. This is our first podcast radio recording of the fall season. Okay. Kids are back in school. That is true. I have not figured out that schedule yet because I've been like, just oh, this week. I got to go do such and such. Just this week, I got to get Brooklyn to school. Yeah. She should soon be driving. Yes. This is a true statement. Can I do the thing now? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. All right. So we have a I featured... I like we were rushing. I know. I know. I know. I just know that you've got a lot of really good stuff today. So um, we have a featured home that just got listed. It's 16902 North... North? North. Here in the North. North. Northwest. We're obviously from Spokane. Uh, or North Spokane. Hardesty Lane. So this is in Colbert. Um, <laughs> That's also Hardesty, not Hardesty. <laughs> Why not Hardesty? Hardesty? I don't know. Is it Tikoa? <laughs> Some people call it that. I'm, I, okay. Oh my goodness. Anyway, it's got... Phonics, uh, <laughs> it's challenging. Hooked on phonics. Okay. good for me. I am so sorry, everybody. Okay. All right. Featured home. Featured home. This one is on 9.7 acres. It's got three bedroom, two bathroom, plus an, like an office area. It's 3,100 square feet. Um, here's the deal. It is needing some work. Needs some TLC. Yeah. It's missing some, some flooring in the thing, but uh, it is at 449.9. Um, For a 3,000, over 3,000 square foot house on almost 10 acres yes. in Mead? Yep. Mead School District's Colbert area. So anyway, it's a, it's a, one of those properties that like, if you have yeah. the, the, like, I want to build my own equity and this is a perfect home for that. If you have questions about this house, please reach out to us 509-62-HOUSE, or you can get us on social media, or you can reach out to us on, uh, info at everreal.com. Yeah. That would yeah. be the email. Yeah. <laughs> I just all of a sudden I was like, "That's the uh, right email, right?" What are where are we getting? So Matt, lots of places. You have been you have been doing a bunch of research and reading a bunch of articles. We've talked a little bit about it, but I am excited to kind of yeah, get we're, into. We're going to talk real estate today. I think this will probably be the majority of our episode today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to so sit back. Maybe I should sit back, relax, get a martini or something. Yeah, that's exactly what you would do. Uh huh. Okay, um, I'm ready. I might, but anyway. <laughs> Okay, so one of the things we've been talking about for a while now, this is not a new conversation when people talk about real estate, they're talking about affordability in Spokane. Yep. And um, I mean, it's it's reasonable that we would be having this conversation. I pulled some quick numbers. July median sold prices uh, went up 15% between 2018 and 2019. Okay. Uh, 12% between t- 2019 and 2020. Okay. And 31% between 2020 and 2021. And we thought those other two numbers were huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Consi- as far as like historic increase. Yep. And that's just the month of July to the month from the month of July to month of July year over year. So those aren't like annual increase numbers, but it's a good like year over year comparison. Right. Right. Um, so with that kind of increase year after year after year, the question of affordability is on a lot of people's mind. And then this last Sunday, the spokesman review put an article out on the fifth, um, basically 
citing a report that said, here was the headline yeah, of the, the article. Give us the clickbait. That here's was... the, yeah, here's the clickbait. Spokane among the most overvalued markets in the nation. That got us to read the article, didn't I was like, uh, I should read up on this. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there was a report uh, that was so done. Before go we, before we go, so so this this article prompted this research and to try and understand. Some, some yeah. It, I mean, I was doing some of this honestly. Sure. Before before you got preparing that. for this, it but just I think it's important helped. that people know that we're going to talk about. Is Spokane overvalued, right? We're going to, I mean, it's well, going to yeah, be we're a roundabout talk about way. Overvalued. We're going to really land on affordability because that's really the crux of the conversation is how right. affordable is Spokane. Mm. And that's going to depend on who you are. That's right. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of um, give a premise for where we're going. So let me give it. So we'll put the link to the article in all the different places that you can find us, whether it's the show notes or on our website or Facebook, whatever that is. But here's what happened. Spokane was ranked sixth. Uh, put your, like the put sixth, your paper over here so people can hear you. Spokane, <laughs> Spokane was ranked the sixth most overpriced market in the nation. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. We're in another top ten. Another Spokane's top. been in top tens all over the place. It's not I guess the kind of top ten you want to You've had top seeing. ten in the most like increase in value or, for, or overpriced might be next. Anyway... Uh, with more than 45% above the expected value based on past pricing history. Um, so I think there's some things we have to unpack. So this was a, re- a report that came from Florida Atlantic University and Florida International University. Um, and a couple of the, the two gentlemen that were cited in this basically compiled a list of overvalued cities. So the top 100 most overpriced housing markets in the nation based on a 25-year history of monthly housing prices from public records, Zillow, different places that gather that data. And uh, a quick side note, Boise was the number one most overpriced city in the nation. Which we've been talking about Boise alongside of all of the... We've been kind of bumping up against Boise again for appreciation, highest, you know, increase in values. So again, they kind of go hand in hand on some level. So I want to just like, like, we're talking, when they say overpriced... That equals seeing the average that housing prices have gone up in that market over the last 25 years. Yes, and that's what I want to drill into is that where are you even coming up with this statistic and the data that's building this? It's a 25-year average and the expectation of what a normal appreciation in this market would be based on the last 25 years. And I pulled up... Well, this report goes all the way back to 1984, mm-hmm. but 25 years, quick math that I did prior to the show so I would know what year it was, <laughs> 1996 mm-hmm. was 25 years ago. And if you look at that mid to late 90s through early 2000s on this chart here, our average, I mean, 2.6, 1.6, 1.3, 0.6, 3, a negative 0.9. In 2000. So that's, In 2000. Huh. 3.1 and 2.5. If you average those out over, I think that was like an eight-year run, that's a 1.675 average increase. So that was from 1995 to 2002. 2002. Increases in... Averages 1.67. So if you have that over a, 
an eight-year period. Right. It and skews then those numbers. What I what I think, and we're going to put an image of this also out there, because if you look at that data, it's sandwiched between two massive increases in home values. Mm-hmm. Back in 1992, there was a 176 And in 2005, a 17.9. In this run-up, we haven't even seen that yet. Mm. I mean, 2020 was 13.2. Right. So so I think that it's... Even though we said 30%, you're just, we're just talking about that particular month. That was that particular month, month month of July versus the month of July before. Right. And that's what I was trying to say. It's it's not an annual increase because you're going to have ups and downs throughout the year. Okay. Um, And the, the reality is that I think there were only two months over in this year alone that didn't have over 20% growth. Right. But you have to average that with some of the other. So I I think it's important to identify that, yeah, prices have gone up and they've gone up significantly and we'll see where we land at the end of 2021. But I would anticipate that that is going to be a significant increase in mm-hmm. median sale price. It's shown that every single month of this year, if right. you're looking at the graphs, 2021 is significantly above 20. So the reason, I always like to say 20. the reason we're bringing something up. So the reason we bring up those several years where we had a very small increase is that you have to understand if they're using the, that 25 year <coughs> and they're saying, whoa, this is way, over these last several years, it's been way more then the historical data would support necessarily. Yes. And again, that's the whole clickbait of the even the report in general, right? Right. Like this these organizations put the report together and it's all a- things all things considered, it would be like, oh, well, why is this increasing so much? And I right. think that that is the value of right. the report is to say, well, what's the why? And why are the prices going up, Jessica? Well, I have some ideas. I have a lot of ideas. I bet you do. But I think just generally speaking, and for you and I, who have lived here basically our whole lives, right? And we've seen it go from, you know, a really small town with very few good restaurants to go to. (laughs) That's how Jessica determines. That's how I determine. uh, Um, But it is an indication, right? Because if you can, if, if the city can't support you know, really good restaurants, right? It usually means that the economy is not doing well enough to be able to support that. So you just see, you see the um, increase in how downtown is maintained and updated. And, um, you know, all of those, you have made, they've made a more attractive city. Mm-hmm. Spokane sure. is more attractive now to be a place that I want to stay, that young people want to stay or come back to than it was 25 years ago where everyone was trying to get out. And so that's one of the things. When you look at the increase, when you look at the increase, it's not just an increase because the market in general is good in the whole country. It's because Spokane has become a more desirable location for people to live. Well, and, and the reality is the market is good throughout the entire nation. Mm -hmm. The National Association of Realtors said nationally prices have gone up 25%. Right, okay. So it's not just Spokane, but it is, Spokane is a big part of it. And so I'm gonna, there's a couple of articles from the New York Times that I gathered some of this data from and I wanna obviously give credit to, to them in that regard. But one of the things, COVID absolutely unlocked, quote, migration mania. I mean, the reality is, and not just for Spokane, but all sorts of, I'll say, mid middle market mm-hmm. 
markets, real estate markets, housing markets, um, you know, employees in lots of industries are, were working remotely, are working remotely. They were working during the pandemic that way and effectively it untethered them from their offices. Right. So, you know, with um, the capacity to work wherever, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, a lot of people are choosing to move from more expensive areas in the country to lower cost metropolitan right. areas. Which and Spokane is one of those. Yeah, which we've talked about several times. But it but it's being it's being like um, confirmed by places like the New York Times that are looking at larger swaths. Yeah. And that's it, again, this is a conversation that we've been having. So just a quick read from that article, this the this emergence of buyers relocating to low cost markets paired with low interest rates and limited housing supply means higher home prices. It's a supply and demand thing and it's you know, as the demand is increasing where people are moving to Spokane, mm-hmm. then prices are going to follow when there's not enough supply to to meet that demand. And people want to move here because it's a more attractive city than it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So housing rebound has been fueled by buyers whose wealth, this is interesting, allowed them to win bidding, win bidding wars, often with a high down payment and a bid over asking price. We've been seeing that for mm-hmm. a while now. Those living on local incomes, I think this is really important because really what, what we're talking about is the affordability for those who have Natives, been here, sure, those yeah. that are local to Spokane. Those living on local incomes, which are often modest compared to those of relocating newcomers, are losing the ability to buy a home as competition grows and prices rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, again, we won't get into this, but this unpacks a whole new conversation. In the long run, this means some Americans are going to be able to build wealth in their homes, leaving the rest behind. Yeah. And so, and so there are some people listening to this right now, watching mm-hmm. this right now, mm-hmm. that are like, oh my God, I'm missing out, I'm missing out. And, you know, the, it's that old quote that the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, and the next best time to plant a tree is today. Yeah, absolutely. If you've owned your home for 15, 20, 30 plus years... You've, you're riding the wave. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the reality is, I think what, what if you go back into that spokesman review article, one of the things that the people that actually put the article to, or the report together, because they were interviewed by the review, as well as some comments by our Association of Realtors president um, for the Spokane Association of Realtors, uh, basically said there's going to become an equilibrium. Like right now, it's just a screaming hot market. And right. there there is not... It's not poised to be the dramatic crash of the 2009 through 2011, 2007, whenever it officially started, mm-hmm. partly because who is getting the loans? Yeah. And the statistics show that over 75% of loan originations in the last year are people with a credit score of over 760. That's pretty high. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And their debt to incomes are not out of whack. Mm. So, um, hmm. I, so, so it's not like there's this propping up of this market from a bunch of like financing that doesn't legitimate, isn't legitimate to the purchases. Right. So it's like what we talk. So we have a sales meeting with our, with our, um, office and we talked about this a bit. And we also talked about like, you know, we're always, we're always looking to see when, is there a crash coming? There's always that little bit. And one of the things that I mentioned was that 
you have to look at all of the ingredients for the recipe for disaster, yeah. right? And and one of the ingredients was the the predatory lending that was taking place in 2005 and 2006 and maybe even 2004. Um, you know, whenever that was happening, that was the precursor to the big crash in 2007-ish, right? So that's one thing. By what you just said is you're saying that people who are getting loans can actually afford those loans compared to yeah. people who could not afford those loans but were still getting them. Well, and if you're looking at that migration data, because I pulled some stuff um, from Redfin, because Redfin is a huge online real estate company and they have a ton of data like where people are looking. It's not just that they have good credit, it's that they're moving from areas with higher average sale prices right. and huge equity. So that's where you're able to come in and people are able to come in and pay cash for a property right. at $400,000 because they sold a million and a half dollar property in Southern California, for example, it, right. that's kind of the trope, right? Like everybody's moving here from California. But and the thing I want to bring back to what you were okay. saying about the crash mm -hmm. is if you look all the way back to 1984, because that's as far back as this report goes, mm -hmm. there was only one year other than the big crash, the Great Recession, mm -hmm. where we had a negative increase in property values mm -hmm. in Spokane. Mm -hmm. And it was 0.09% mm -hmm. negative right. in the year 2000. So basically flat. I mean, it's been, well, it's either been going up or flat, right? right? So, and this has been, I remember back to the early days of my real estate mentor saying that Spokane's real estate market is like an increase and then a plateau and then an increase and a plateau. And, and mm -hmm. if you look at this, I mean, other than the recession, that's kind of what we see here is flat, goes up, flat, goes up, and then we had the drop. So... Mm -hmm. Um, a big drop, by the way. It's hilarious. You look at 2008 through 2011 and everything's just like, oh. Through yeah, the, there, was, there was some like the floor. A negative 2.6, negative 9.1, negative 2.2, negative 8.6. So some, some big numbers. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I think that that's important for... Here's, I want to come back to something about affordability, the tree planting analogy, right? Okay. So for those of you that are feeling left behind and asking the question, because the question, I get two questions pretty frequently, and mm -hmm. that's, should I buy in this market or mm -hmm. should I invest in this market? And all of the, the answer that I have to that is dependent on you. Right. So if you're with the unknowns of what's going to happen, not knowing, anticipating there's not going to be a crash. Mm hmm but that there will probably be some flattening. Yes, some balancing out of the market. Mm -hmm. If you're going to if you if you're buying today and you're going to stay there for a while even if let's just say even if you over overpay, I I'm air quoting here, mm -hmm. um, for a property, your debt service and the fact that you have fixed monthly payments is really important. Like there's some value to that as well, because the other thing that we, you know, we don't specialize in managing rental property, but the other reality is that rents are going to be, have been going up and are going up too. And the beautiful thing about a 30 year mortgage or a 15 year mortgage is that is locked in, assuming you pick the right mortgage program, right, but right. that payment is locked in. So even, unless you're buying the house for cash, if you pay $20,000 more than an, even an appraiser says that it's worth, but the monthly payment is something that you, that is not just comfortable, but good for you. Mm -hmm. There's some housing stability in that yeah. versus your rent going up over the next 30 years by 
$500 a month. I don't know. I'm making numbers right now. Right. But yeah. So I think we have to help people. And this is where we come in as advisors, right? Is that it's not just about, it's not just a, uh, an answer to every question. Sure. One size fits all is not a thing. Uh, so let's talk a little bit. One other thing too, and I'm, uh, this was a New York times opinion piece called when climate change comes to your doorstep, we're at the dawn of America's great climate migration. And I think that we've seen in the news right. just in the last 30 days between, I'll just read this for now it's piecemeal. Um, and moves are often temporary, brutalized by hurricanes, flooding, and a winter storm. Lake Charles, Louisiana residents have been living with relatives for months. In early August, the Dixie Fire, the largest single fire in recorded California history, claimed at least one entire town, and locals took to living in tents. Apartment dwellers in Lynn Haven, Florida, were forced from their homes to slosh through streets flooded by Tropical Storm Fred. The evacuee tally has continued to rise from New Englanders in the path of Hurricane Henry to flood survivors in North Carolina and Tennessee to people escaping fire in Montana and Minnesota. And I think that we can't forget, it was just about a year ago that we were talking about the uh, the article in the report that came out talking about the next 40 years of people migrating to the West and Mountain West in the United States um, from those areas that are so battered by climate and you know it is temporary a lot of times but there are also people throwing up their hands saying like where can i go and get away from this right i'm tired year after year after year sure i mean the the risk i've I've got a sister right now who had to evacuate south lake tahoe right and and you have to ask yourself are you continuing to put yourself at risk by being there and the emotional toll that that takes on you to have to put everything that you love into a vehicle and cross your fingers and mm-hmm. hope the rest doesn't go up in smoke, you know? And, um, yeah, there's just a lot of considerations for people. It's one of the, I, I remember growing up and being like, you know, you'd watch, when was it? It was like, there was during the world series. Um, and there was a huge earthquake in California and like the, Oh yeah. The freeway, the collapsed. freeway collapsed. And I remember, you know, I was, I was younger and I was, it was terrifying, like just to think that, that what those people were going through. And I was always like, I'm so glad I live in Spokane. We don't have tornadoes. We don't have earthquakes. We don't have hurricanes. I mean, you know, so the safety. Major flooding. Yeah. So the safety of your location could become a really. We really, don't have drought concerns. Yeah. Not in this lo- location. At least, at least as long as we keep our aquifer good. We should talk about our aquifer we should, sometime. We should pull that around at some point. And, I, you know, even back to what Redfin, you know, talking about Redfin, they've started to have like a, a local market statistics and they added, they, I mean, they've probably always had their market statistics, but they recently added like a climate button where you can see, you know, risk of flood, risk of fire, risk of storms, drought. Um, all that kind of stuff, and, sure. and looking at Spokane, obviously we have a mo- we have a well, maybe not obviously we have a moderate to to low high risk of fire. Yes, in we, our in this area, we've had lots of smoke. and same with storms, right? Like we get some winter storms that put power out for a couple of days here or there. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the other like devastation, like no risk of flood, and you know, and or increase over the next fifty years, and that's what that little tab is doing. It's like right. what is the increase over the next fifty years? And there are some markets. I think it was LA, like Los Angeles, for example, mm-hmm. has like, it's going to be on a scale of a hundred, it'll be 80 in like for the drought 
piece of it. Like the, yeah. the fact that they just don't have water. Yeah, no matter, no you matter. Can't, you have to have water to survive. Of, I mean, the reality is the world is changing. The, the, the geographic world is changing. And that will change where people are living. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, migration is inevitable. So, okay, so let's talk about who, where people are coming from, like who's coming here. Okay. And, then we'll, and then we'll talk. I want to come and we're going to circle it all back around okay. to affordability. All right. I, I know that that's what we said we were going to do and it's important conversation. Conversation. So uh, the Redfin migration data, 67% of online traffic looking for a place to stay, like moving to Spokane, mm-hmm. is outside of Spokane. So there are still okay. people, obviously, that are looking in Spokane to move to Spokane. Yeah. But seven, almost 70% of people are from out of area. Top five markets. 70%. Okay. Top five markets. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, I'll start with the lower market. Okay. Uh, number, number five. five. <laughs> Sacramento, California. Okay. Uh, number four. San Diego, California. Uh, three is the Bay Area, also in California. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the number two market looking to move to Spokane, I thought this one was very interesting, was the Portland area. Uh, and then the number one market looking to move to Spokane is Los Angeles. Seattle doesn't even make the top five. Really? Yeah, I was I was surprised at that as well. Okay. I mean, there are people moving here from Seattle for sure. But, yeah, but it's and not this is not actual moves. This, this is, is like people online searching. search data. So okay. anyway, the the online search data potentially moves to people actually moving eventually. Gotcha. Um, let's talk about affordability. Okay. Okay. So there is the Home Builders Association puts together a quarterly report every quarter and it goes all the way back to 2012. Uh, they may have data before that, but the accessible data that I have access to and the public has access to goes back to 2012. And basically what they do is they take major metropolitan markets around the country and they say, what's the you know, average sale price? of homes in that area, mm-hmm. what is the median income of people that live in that area, and utilizing that data with the current um, monthly payment based on average uh, mortgage rates. Okay. Like what percentage of the population. the population in that market can afford to live in that market. Okay. So um, I'm trying to decide where I want to go first. Here, I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you where we are in okay. Spokane. Okay. And compare it to some of the other markets that are out there. Okay. Uh, and this number has decreased. Sure. Because we last, were over the last months, right Already over the three last years. three years. Within the last uh, yeah, within the last three years, we were at seventy percent, like in sixty-seven to seventy percent of the community based on median income could afford to live in this area. Okay. Uh, as of quarter two, which was back at the end of June. Uh, it has gone all the way down to 56.7% of our community. So still over half. However, that means that almost half of the people that live here cannot even afford to buy a house. house. Probably a problem we should look for some solutions to. Yep. Uh, Affordable housing. So let's compare it to some of the Northwest um, cities. Okay. So Olympia, very similar to us, but still a little less affordable. Uh, 52. Okay. Uh, Portland, 52%. 52%. Portland, Vancouver, Hillsboro. So that kind of whole area down there, Mm -hmm. 44.9%. That's not bad. No, I thought it would be worse. 
Well, it, and when you look at some of these others, so Tacoma is worse than that, 35.3. Uh, Seattle, 31.8. And our good friend Boise, 21.1. So just to put it in perspective, as far as affordability within the Northwest, at least the mid-level to major cities, we're, we're the best mm. by a reasonable amount. Yeah. Um, and then I just pulled a couple of those places uh, that our people are moving here. Mm-hmm. So uh, San Jose, which is in the Bay Area, 22.5, so similar to Boise. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco, 11.4. Sheesh. You want to know what LA is? I do. 8.4. Oh. 8.4% no of the people the in one. Los Angeles can afford to live there. What was crazy is that the median income for Los Angeles County was almost the same as Spokane. Oh, wow. And we all know that the housing prices are significantly higher. I think they're in like seven. So let's, so let's pull this around to the very, almost the very beginning with the spokesman review clickbait thing that says we're number six of the most overpriced, overpriced markets in the United States. And what we're telling you what this all means is we're still not too bad. 56% we still have of us. A, a very affordable place to live. And I would say that if you have the capacity to start looking for a home to buy and get in on a really good fixed interest rate, that this is still absolutely a good time to do that, mm-hmm. especially if you're planning on staying in Spokane for the next three to five years yep. or more. I agree with that. Well, Matt, thank you. You're welcome. I hope this was interesting for people. I hope so. Next week, I've got some good history stuff that we're going to be talking about. But I, I've tabled that for today. Thanks, everybody, for being here. If you have any questions, please give us a call at 509-62-HOUSE and all the social medias. All right. We'll see, we'll see you all next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.